Good evening. Uh, today I'm speaking to Awais Khan. Um, hiya, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Of course. Uh, thank you so much, Donna, uh, for having me here today. So my name is Awais Khan and I am uh, an author and I'm also the founding director of the Writing Institute. I'm the author of In the Company of Strangers, uh, which came out in 2019 and it's done really well critically and commercially. And I'm also the author of the upcoming No Honor that's being published by Orenda Books in August 2021. So, yeah. Um, uh, did you always want to be a writer? Oh, no, I had no idea, actually. I never thought I'd be a writer. I was always a very avid reader. So I, I've been reading for as long as I can remember. As a child, I remember my parents would take me to a toy shop and I'd insist on going to a bookshop because I love the... the and Ed Blyton, Famous Five, Secret Seven, and all of that. So I grew up reading that. So I, I don't think it, it didn't occur to me until I was in college in Canada that, you know, I could write something one day as well. And uh, I think that's where the seeds were sown. And it wasn't until I was in my mid-20s that I really decided that, you know, I'd like to pursue this. So, yeah. So it, it wasn't a conscious decision at all. Uh, I mean, it was. It wasn't something like that. <laughs> so what, what did make you take the plunge and go for it? You know, surprisingly, it was a course. So I, I was always very hesitant about my, uh, my writing, and I was, I was never confident that I was good enough. And, uh, and yeah, I never really thought of writing seriously. But I, uh, I remember it was their, their debut course. Faber Academy had just launched their online novel writing course, the six month one, and it was the first time around. And I just saw it uh, one fine day, and I was like, you know, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great to just enroll and see where it goes? That was in 2012, and that's when I enrolled, and they took me on, and uh, there was no looking back because it was such an amazing course they had. They were so focused. The peers that I had were so amazing. So we sort of became friends, and we just kept encouraging each other even after the course had ended. And that's how I finally produced in the company of strangers. Otherwise, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. So yeah. Um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about that and of, about your new book as well? Yes, of course. <laughs> so in the company of strangers is a very contemporary look at Pakistan. It's like, uh, it's, uh, it's a story of uh, two people, Mona and Ali. So it's Mona is a very rich uh, society lady, but uh, is uh, suffering uh, from a failing marriage. And she's just not happy at all. And Ali is an up and coming model uh, who is not very rich yet, but uh, he is uh, making a name for himself. And it's about how their paths cross and how sparks fly. And if I give out anything else, then I'll be spoiling it for everyone. So <laughs> I leave it at that. But it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's about the secrets and lies of Pakistan high society. And uh, No Honor, on the, other, on the other hand, is completely different. It's, uh, it's about uh, the concept, uh, it tackles the concept of honor killing in Pakistan. So it's a story about Abda, who is a 16-year-old uh, girl who um, ends up uh, getting pregnant out of wedlock. And, and it's about, and she lives in very rural part of Pakistan and, and it's about how her life spirals out of control after that. And it's about her journey and how her father helps her uh, at every step of the way. But it's also, a, I mean, it's a very, at times it's a disturbing story, but it's also a story of hope, of family, of forgiveness, of love. So, so yeah, it's a little bit of everything. So I, again, I can't give too much away. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what was the research like for both of those books? So for In the Company of Strangers, it was fairly straightforward because uh, I was, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I was, I'm a part of the society. I don't really, I'm not very social. 
but I did have a chance to move around a little bit in these uh, uh, gatherings, and I saw uh, firsthand as to how people simply got away with things like domestic abuse and misogyny and shaming and all of that. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to sort of show that uh, these things exist in Pakistan and that it's probably uh, and, and, and how difficult life is for women uh, in our country. And for no honor, I had to do a lot of research because it was a topic totally foreign to me because I never I had spent time in rural Pakistan, but not that much. So I had to I, I traveled to rural Pakistan, as a matter of fact. So I did some interviews and I talked to people there. Uh, and uh, what I discovered was really uh, disheartening and it really broke my heart. But uh, but I felt that it was very important to uh, where possible to raise my voice against this uh, gruesome practice that still continues to this day in Pakistan. So, yeah, so that's where I got the inspiration from. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I thought that it would be good to research this because you never really know. Uh, you have to make sure that even if it's fiction, there should be some grounding in facts. So, yeah. Um, and how did you um, come to start your own write-in courses? Uh, once again, that was, I think, thanks to Faber Academy, <laughs> because I once I finished that course, I went to London again to do the editing course with them. So that was a few months. And I just realized that nothing like that existed in Pakistan, but Pakistan, a country of over 200 million people, and there is not a single degree in creative writing offered in Pakistan. And there are very few courses, like very basic uh, courses that are offered by universities and that are only available to students that are uh, in the university. So basically, if a person who is not in a university, if they want to learn how to write, if they want to study creative writing, they can't. So there's no way of doing that. So I was like, you know, that's very unfair for people. So that's when I decided that I should launch something like that. And I started the Writing Institute with no expectation at all. I was like, you know, if it's a failure, it'll be a failure. But at least I'd have tried. So I started it in 2016 and uh, a lot of people told me that, you know, what, are, what exactly are you doing? There's nobody here who wants to learn how to write. I mean, like Pakistanis don't even read. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it a go. And the first few courses were uh, quite uh, were financial failures, <laughs> but at least there were a few people there. But once word got out that, you know, something like this existed in Pakistan, people started arriving in droves and my courses were literally always full. And they've been going, doing really well ever since. So yeah, so that's where the inspiration came from. And I'm really glad that uh, it's uh, the writing institute survived the pandemic as well. So, so yeah. And if you had um, any big successes on the back of it? Well, I think uh, one big success for, for me was that uh, during the pandemic, I launched this Insta Live uh, series for people because we're, we, there were no courses at that time and we were just all locked up at home and everything. So I launched this Insta series where I talked to authors, to literary agents, to publishers about books and stuff. And that was a huge learning experience for a lot of people. And that was like 100% free. And in, in addition to that, I've had a huge success with uh, my recent online courses where I have had uh, huge literary agents, publishers, mainstream publishers come in to do online masterclasses for a very reasonable price. So that I class that I class that as a major success for me because I really wanted something like this to exist for people who can't afford paying uh, to pay hundreds of pounds for masterclasses. So uh, literary agents and publishers have been very, very kind in this regard uh, in, in agreeing to join this. So yeah, and in general, the courses, yeah, they've been a success as well, so yeah. And British people are allowed to enroll on that as well, aren't they? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So my online courses are open to everyone all over the world. And like I said, uh, I've had people like Juliet Mushins and P.P. Morgan do master classes for my for the Writing Institute, which I think is a huge success for me. A Pakistani person who was like, who, who was a non-entity uh, literally a couple of years ago. So, so yeah. Are you surprised by your success in the UK? Mm, I, I am, obviously, because uh, first thing, a lot of people in the West have this perception that Pakistan is nothing but a bunch of shanty towns and, you know, they just have this impression thanks to media or something. So I was, I, I'm always, I'm always glad and I'm really, uh, but I'm not surprised because before this, I ha- I, I'm on Twitter and uh, on uh, Instagram and uh, the people in the UK have been so kind to me, uh, both authors and uh, literary agents and publishers, they've all been extremely kind and the writing community, uh, I, I have some really amazing friends, as you know, we have some mutual friends there as well. <laughs> so yeah, so I... But I, it, it, it always takes me by, it took me by surprise uh, that uh, people were so welcoming uh, to a person from Pakistan. And yeah, so, so it, it has been surprising and it, it, do, it hasn't been surprising, so if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, I see by your Instagram post that you're obviously still an avid reader now by how many books you buy daily, I think. <laughs> and so what's some of the best <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, I didn't what, catch your question. Uh, what's some of the best books you've read recently? Well, that's that's a very hard question to answer <laughs> because I don't want to anger the uh, other authors that whose books I've bought already. But yeah, I am buying. I I bought so many books recently that I was I literally I was like you know I have to I, I literally sat myself down and I told, told myself off that I cannot afford another visit to the bookshop <laughs> given <laughs> how I'm buying books and everything. But uh, yeah, I, I think some books that I've really enjoyed recently, I'd say uh, I read, uh, as you know, our mutual friend, Alan Gorvin, I've really enjoyed his books this year. Um, I think Better Confess is a huge favorite of mine. I love A. Chaudhary's work, um, Describe the Abduction. And I've, I've uh, been lucky enough to read an early copy of her upcoming novel, She's Mine. So I, I, I'm really into thrillers. This is something that I've discovered about myself for the past few years that I absolutely love thrillers. So I, I just uh, give me any opportunity and I'll pick up a thriller. So I I love Rob Parker's work. I mean, Donna Tart, obviously, The Secret History is a huge favorite of mine. Always has been. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I just can't. Uh, in, uh, I, uh, yeah, Sonia Welton. I just read one of her books, The Image of Her. I really like that one. It's coming out soon in July. And uh, and yeah, I think uh, Jesse Burton. I love her books as well. I, I can I can go on and on. So I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> I know I've seen seen a picture of your all your books and uh, <laughs> slight envy. Uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I know. I mean, I just I just don't want to keep go keep going on and on because I want to stop. <laughs> so, yeah. so if you like reading thrillers, would you consider writing one yourself? Oh yeah, that's a uh, tough one. Uh, I I would love to if I could actually. <laughs> I don't think I mean yeah I could say you could say that in the company of thriller strangers is kind of a crime thriller or something. I mean people do think it is. So I do think that I might have what it takes to write a thriller. So yeah, as they say, never say never. So yeah, if 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 it uh, if I can figure it out, I'll definitely write a thriller someday. <laughs> you need to do a writing course specifically for thrillers or crime 
and then Ooh. you can learn as well and then you can teach other people and then everybody wins yeah that's a, that's an excellent idea actually i never thought of that <laughs> i think that will be my next course i'll definitely i'll be joining that as well so yeah i'm going <laughs> to ask someone to lead that course absolutely good stuff this is as i get credit somewhere that's fine <laughs> no no of course of course <laughs> i'm taking it's fine <laughs> um would you like to be a character in either of your books Oh God, um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, but I would love to have a cameo though. Cameo, I would. Uh, I was like, you know, uh, I was talking to a producer the other day, and uh, obviously the deal did never happen because of COVID, because that was in March 2020, and uh, they wanted to buy uh, the film rights for in the company of strangers, and we had these meetings in London, and it was all looking very promising, and I was so excited. And he asked me that, you know, would you like to play a character? I was like, you know, I don't think I'm an actor. but i'd like to play cameo i could be like a, a bartender or something like that i'd be happy with that so uh, but obviously that deal didn't happen because of uh, pandemic happened literally a few weeks later and it fell through so so yeah but if the opportunity arises i'd love <laughs> i think i already told alan that i'd love to play a bartender at the hotel receptionist in his novel better confess so yeah <laughs> awesome yeah yeah Um, and is there any book in all of history that you'd like to have been a character in? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they've already made a, a series out of Harry Potter, obviously, but I would love to play Dumbledore. <laughs> he is my favorite. I mean, I we have this joke. I mean, among friends that you know, I I, I call myself Dumbledore. So yeah, you can imagine how how much I like him. So that is one character I would love to play, even though I'm a bit young to play him right now. But still, yeah, <laughs> if given the chance. That's a wicked answer. <laughs> I love <laughs> Harry Potter so much. I know. It's like if I if you get me started on Harry Potter, then you know we like be having this conversation into the wee hours of the morning or something. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it's already the wee hours of the morning for you. So. <laughs> yeah, in, in Pakistan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you get to visit the studios when you were over over here? Oh, yeah, don't get. Yeah, I mean, I that is a very prickly subject with me because every time I'm in London, the first thing I do is I try to book a tour for Warner Brothers, and it's always booked out, totally booked. And I'm like, you know, it's like uh, this time whenever London opens up, I'm gonna pick, book my ticket in advance and then come over. So yeah, so, yeah. that's the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been maybe three times. Uh, yeah, it's oh, amazing. You're making me very jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> I live about, I think I live about half an hour away. So yeah, I'm very lucky. And yeah, will, the only thing I can vouch for, I mean, the only thing my, uh, uh, the only thing I've seen is that uh, platform nine and three quarters at King's Cross. So I, I got photographed there and all of that. So yeah, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you were able to travel anywhere in the world at the moment, would it be London first, or was would there be somewhere else you'd like to go? God, I, I to be honest, it will it will definitely be London. Even though I've I, I've always said that I'd love to visit Australia someday and Iceland and and uh, maybe uh, Northern Canada. Even though I've spent a lot of time in Canada, but still. But right now, if you ask me, I, the first thing I'd like to do is come to London because it's been so long, and I'm I'm very used to visiting London. So you can imagine a I'm like feeling very, even though London isn't home for me, but I'm feeling homesick. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> so London would be the, the, on the top of my list right now. 
and then pop over to Dublin to visit Al. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm a Pakistani, so we need visas for this. So it's, it's very yes. difficult to get a visa for Ireland. So <laughs> Alan is going to have to pop up to London in order to meet us. <laughs> Okay, fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We could drag him over. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> um, if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Oh, wow. Um, I think I'd like to spend it with J.K. Rowling so that I can persuade her to write another Harry Potter book. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know, just for me, just, just you know, for so many fans all over the world, just show us what happens next. I mean, and, and not as a play, as a proper novel, please. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Completely agree. Um, if you read her crime books, her strike books. I have. I think I read the first two and then I sort of lost I, I don't know, I, I, I just kept expecting it to be like Harry Potter and I was keep get, I just kept getting disappointed, but I think I should, I, I will pick it up again because they say that the fourth and fifth part are really nice and they get like, it really gains steam uh, towards the end. So yeah, so that's on my huge TBR list. <laughs> yeah, I call mine a TBR mountain now. It's not even a list or a pile, it's a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'd, I'd like to call it my TBR volcano because it can erupt any time given how many books What's been your favorite moment so far being an author? Oh, yeah. I think my favorite moment was the foil, the book launch at Foil. So I launched my book uh, in the company of strangers with, Ale with Alex Chaudhry, uh, A. Chaudhry, as she's called, at Foils in, uh, in Charing Cross. And it was like a dream come true. It was like a proper launch with hundreds of people. And we had a reading and, you know, proper stage and uh, a quick Q&A and a photographer taking pictures and then a signing. It was like literally every writer's dream. And I, I, I still, uh, whenever I remember that event, that time and that event, I sort of feel really nice about it, that at least I got to experience something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And what's yeah. your biggest dream? My biggest dream. Oh God, that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't have any lofty dreams as such, but right now my immediate dream would be that I'd like to see myself on the Sunday Times bestseller list or maybe the Irish Times bestseller list or New York Times. <laughs> you know, if, if, we're, <laughs> if we're talking of dreams, then why not dream big and, uh, uh, you know, say New York Times. So I'd like to be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you get a lot of feedback from your readers? Yes, I do. And most of uh, it can be good and bad, which is okay. I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. So I do get a lot of unsolicited <laughs> criticism as well. Uh, but, uh, but for the most part, I think readers have been absolutely amazing, lovely and so supportive, uh, especially in the UK. So, yeah, so I, I, I do love interacting with people. So I'm very responsive on my Twitter and my Instagram accounts. And I, I always interact with readers. It's so much fun. So, yeah. <laughs> so what do you like to do when you're not writing? Oh, God, when I'm not writing, I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very boring answer, I, I know. But I do like watching television as well. God, I sound like such a lazy person for some reason. Yeah, but I just... That, that's what I do in Pakistan. It is, there's not much to do here because half the year it's so hot. It's like 40, over 40 degrees outside. So you can't do any outdoor activity at all. And uh, 
But when I'm in London, though, uh, what I like to do is that I love to uh, explore and walk around and maybe sit in my favorite cafe. Uh, and now I'm not going to talk, speak any more of London because then, you know, I'm just going to start weeping right now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I uh, if I'm not writing, I'll either be reading or I'll be watching TV shows. <laughs> yeah. uh, what sort of thing do you like to watch? I love fantasy. I, I just finished watching Shadow and Bone and I absolutely loved it. I, I loved, I, I've read the books as well. So it was like, uh, so that's, I think that made it even better. But I, I like to watch any, anything at all, as, as long as it's a TV show and it's good enough. So I'll watch anything. But fantasy is like definitely my weakness, I'd say. So yeah. <laughs> um, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, most embarrassing thing. Uh, I think uh, it was very embarrassing that one once in London, what happened was that I sort of stopped uh, a celebrity I and they were very rude to me. <laughs> I stopped them to get their autograph and they were like, you know, they looked at me as if I didn't even exist and they were like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so I think that was very embarrassing for me. And I was like, I wasn't even thinking at that time. I think it was 2017 or something. I hadn't, I, I wasn't even represented at that time. I was just, it was just a very fan moment of sorts. But I sort of regret it because, you know, celebrities like us, they're also humans and sometimes they're having a bad day or something. So, so I think that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was to ask those closest to you um, what your most annoying habits are, what would they say? Oh, wow. Um, they'll say that my most annoying habit is that I'm always, I like to sort of, uh, you, you'll find it very funny, but I, I love to sort of uh, mimic dialogues from movies and TV shows. So I like to mimic, uh, so I'm always either, you know, uh, sort of uh, with Harry Potter dialogues, so I'll either be reciting uh, something that Dumbledore said, the other day I was uh, talking, uh, I was, uh, I think I was mimicking Mulan or something. So it's <laughs> like, it's really crazy. And it drives my family absolutely nuts. They're like, you know, you're absolutely, what is wrong with you? And like, I just can't help it. I just, you know, to break the monotony of, uh, of, of the day, I like to do that. I like to sort of say my favorite dialogues out loud. So yeah, mostly it's Harry Potter. So I'm always... I always find something to say uh, when it comes to Harry Potter. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I think that would be my most annoying habit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any phobias and would you write about them? Uh, my pho uh, phobia, I do have a phobia of lizards. I can't stand them. I, if I, even if I see a lizard and we see plenty of them in Pakistan because it's very warm and when, whenever it's summer, they're like out in huge numbers. So I just have that really, so I can't even write about lizards. I have a real phobia of lizards and I think of rats as well. <laughs> so they, they are, the, and they're the two things that are in a lot of, uh, they're, they're here like a lot. So, so it's a, it, it, you can probably imagine me screaming my head off half the time when I'm in <laughs> Pakistan. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, but I am now and it's quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I can imagine it's quite a high-pitched girly scream as well. So <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know. I think I should record it someday. But yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's very girly, but yeah, somewhat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to test it. Don't worry. I mean, no, we no, don't no. Really... I, I'm, 
I'm not going to scream for the record either. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll wait to do it till we're in person just so that I can really experience. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to throw a lizard at me in order to get that because otherwise I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't think we really have them here unless they're pets. I don't know. It's I've not really, I don't, not something I've I know about. A, yeah, I've never seen a lizard in London at all. We have them a lot here in Pakistan. So, yeah. Yeah, we have rats though. I could chuck a rat at you. <laughs> yeah, then you'll get a nice good scream out of me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would also be screaming because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your most treasured possession? Oh, my precious possession. I think it will be my books. <laughs> I'm like literally, I, my family is like, you know, if something ever happens to like, you know, if there's a fire warning or something, what will happen to you? I'm like, you know, I'll probably be trying to save as many books as I can. So yeah, I think my books are definitely my most prized possession and I, it's like the work of a lifetime and I've been collecting books as long as I can remember. Uh, I think I have around 4,000 books now. So yeah, so they're my prized possessions. <laughs> yeah, I um, I didn't realize that I was going to collect sign books until I started to get lots. I started off with <laughs> one. I thought that's all right. I could save that in a fire. Now I think I have 60 there's no chance I'm going to save all them, but no, I would try if anything well, to them. Well, you can say that you'll soon have 61 because I'm going to send you a signed one as well. So you can add that to your collection. Okay. <laughs> um, so are you working on anything at the moment? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I have actually written a YA trilogy, which is very... Uh, it's very strange because I, it's not my genre at all. So I, it's a dystopian young adult trilogy and it's set in Canada. Uh, but it, since it's dystopian, it's basically something that was Canada in the past. So yeah, uh, so it's it's really strange, but I've written part one and I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm actually writing part two at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm also under contract uh, to write a third, uh, second book for Orinda. And I have to start writing that this year as well. So yeah, so I'm, thinking about that as well. So I have some ideas that I've discussed with my agent. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. um, do you plot your books or do you just write and see where it goes? Um, I sort of try to plan stuff. Um, but, you know, I've seen that no matter how much I plan, it's the, you know, the, the moment just takes over and whatever I'm feeling at that moment, I just end up writing that. So all my sort of plans sort of, come to no good so I just try to take it by the year now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's more fun anyway I definitely couldn't plot I don't think I'd get bored and never write it so yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um how do you decide character names oh yeah that's a tough one I I think I I think it's when it, when I'm writing uh, especially for Pakistan it has to be yeah, it has to be very carefully thought out because some uh, names are very much in fashion these days. Other names are very old-fashioned. So you have to be very careful about the kind of name you choose for a particular character. So yeah, I think I put in a lot of thought. So it's not like I'll just uh, uh, name people after my, you know, after my family members or something. It's just that I have, I put, I do put a lot of thought into it, and it's kind of like a research project of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Do you have more trouble deciding character names or the title of the book? Uh, uh, 
fortunately what happens is that i i think i have more trouble with my, my the names of my characters because what happens is that the name of the, the title of the book is basically changed by the publisher in any case so it's kind of like <laughs> no matter what you do i mean within the company of strangers it didn't happen the publisher went with the uh, title i had uh, finalized because they loved it but with no honor i it was initially called something else and i they they changed it to no honor and i was like you know it's totally your decision go ahead and do that i'm totally fine with it because obviously it's there uh, they know the market better than us and uh, they know their thing so yeah <laughs> so um remind us again when no one is coming out <laughs> yeah so no honor is out on on in ebook on june 19th and in paperback it's out on august 19th so you should you, you should be able to get it from all the usual places like waterstones amazon blackwells and i i i know for a fact that people in ireland can get it from eisens and uh, dubre books so yeah so it's kind of like available everywhere and thankfully it's also available in pakistan so i just heard back from my favorite bookshops in pakistan in lahore and they've all ordered stock so i'm really happy that they'll be uh, they'll have copies of monor as well so, yeah. oh brilliant <laughs> Well, I don't think I have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. Well, uh, you've been incredibly kind, Donna, and I'm really glad that you didn't make uh, make it hard for me because you have been you are known to ask this occasional tricky question sometimes. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm really thankful, very grateful that you made it a very uh, easy, breezy interview, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very incredibly grateful to you for giving me taking out some time for me. from your busy schedule and it was so nice to talk to you and so nice to see you in the flesh finally because obviously i've heard so much about you i i'd i'd heard so much about you and it's always nice to uh, be, and i always make sure that i watch your interviews so uh, so yeah so it's kind of like meeting someone that you've been a fan of for a very long time so it's kind of like that it's a celebrity move <laughs> <laughs> that's weird but okay thank you <laughs> i think <laughs> Um, so before we go do you just want to tell everyone where they can find you or find out more about you ah, of course so uh, you uh, people can find me on social media i am avas khan author a w a i s k h a n author uh, on facebook on instagram and on uh, twitter so i i have the same uh, handle for all three accounts uh you can also find uh, you can also contact me at www.thewritinginstitute.net uh or you can contact me at the writing institute on instagram or facebook so i'm pretty much everywhere so <laughs> you can you know you can find me at first yeah. brilliant well thank you very much thank you so much donna <laughs>